Okay, how you doing? It's John Dawson and the CCA Martial Arts video and audio channel. Just want to um, read you an article about the history of sport combat. In an article I wrote in about, let me see, 1992, called Children of the Revolution by John Dawson. cry for freedom of expression, choice and technical evolution rang out within the disciplines of the founded fighting arts. Transcending from the very bowels of traditional combat ethics, this was a time of rebellion, one which did in fact conclude in a ring of change. Here was a new way of thinking, an actual new wave, a split in technical opinion thought and philosophy within the arts themselves. Now the voice of the new logic dared to oppose and question the sacred grain of the old teaching or old ways. The roots of each combat system were being analysed in such a way not attempted before. This new breed of martial scholar though was regarded in the beginning as a little more than oddball anarchists, charlatans, because of their attitudes towards free development and their particular scrutiny of classical combat art forms. As times passed, as more things do, logic diverted and swayed opinion, and for the first time it appeared true creativity in the martial arts as a science was beginning to move in a forwards path. Many of the early originators and masters of the newly founded systems appeared to have come from traditional fighting systems. Thereupon, the only sources they had to draw from were those of their own cultural heritage. Most of them faced with frustration and certain restriction made a break to seek new ideas and development. It is indeed possible to succeed and progress if one has the character, incentive, belief and bravado to attempt a new and different way. And so it was that many individual pioneers of the combat or sport combat arts evolved. Development and creativity, however, were not restricted to the formulation of martial styles alone. No, time moved on and free expression, expression appeared in the field of combat application. A new extension emerged entitled Sport Martial Arts or Sport Combat. It became a means to an end. Here was a training ground, a method of testing martial arts forms, their applications, and of course their practic practicabilities of putting one another in a simulation of real combat. Later, many different rules and regulations were introduced into the various combat styles, though once again, a classical mess caused a great dilemma. Each style of martial art has its own distinct method of sport combat, used to hone its relative specific kill skills. And though this confusion each system believed itself to be the best for progression of a particular ability. Many of the systems became exceptional in standard. There was still a problem that was unsolved. As in the technical evolution of martial arts early development, individuals were restricted to traditional schools of training with little room for freedom of expression. Once again, they were limited to the type of sport combat they could compete in to develop themselves within their formats or their systems of martial art. There was in fact no middle ground, no system of sport allowing for another martial art style to test themselves against one another in this environment. Conclusively, karate, kung fu and taekwondo tournaments existed for each other to, for each other to compete against their own kind. There was no structure in which they could all compete against each other, 
to one standard set of rules. There were many attempts to develop the ultimate sport combat system. Unfortunately, few succeeded. Early trials at all style and open style tournaments resulted in minor successes, though nothing was really ever formulated or resolved. Political boundaries, disagreements on scoring techniques and grumbles at rulings appeared to shower the initial success. Around this time the genesis of full contact karate came about and it was in fact a distinct medium for one style to test its skills to another. In my opinion at that time our own translation of full contact karate came from America as did the impression of the early open style competition, though this left something to be desired. Not everyone wanted to compete under full contact rules, some wanted to fight stop start point ruling and others wanted to a continuous type semi-contact system. Full contact karate also appeared to mark some of the major fighting styles technical worth. Similarly, many top fighting martial artists experimented with different types of scoring systems and different rulings. There were clicker variations and the traditional karate rules scoring adapted to early open tournaments. Its results, though reasonable, did not show a solution. Now in the mid-80s, a system of all-style tournaments entitled Freestyle Sports Karate was introduced, which for the first time included in its organisation and amalgamation of eds from various styles. The aim was to project the event through top associations around the country to form a so-called Freestyle Sport Combat League. They all met and they actually agreed on what was to be one of the very first scoring systems of freestyle martial arts to be fruitful technically for all styles involved. The freestyle sport karate arose in its glory to become a trendsetter and received rave reviews with magazine backing and particular events and individual fighting championships. Was the world to be their oyster? Hmm. The FSK brought to the forefront some of talented martial artists from Chinese, Korean and Japanese discipline. Then, unexpectedly, it took a dive as quickly as it had risen. Individuality and political argument reared their ugly heads once again. In the meantime, the WACO, the World All-Styles Kickboxing Organization, had been very instrumental in its creation of an all-style, its development of an all-style talent. It also went through political changes and passed from its then leader Bruckner to Falsoni. At that point losing some fine kung fu talent that helped to develop the freestyle technique we have today. The WACO system of combat initially had three modes to its national and international sports fighting system. The first was of course full contact kickboxing, the second semi-continuous with opponents fighting in semi contact continuous rulings and finally the points mode that was a close variation of the freestyle scoring system. The WACO organization helped pioneer this style of combat and have had great success with it even, even to this day. The freestyle karate ideal went through a metamorphosis to reach, to reach its eventual goal. As I have stated many people tried to pull the reins of, on this particular sport concept but few did it real justice. That is until the dawn of the World Waco champion Alfie Lewis. Alfie observed the American freestyle movement, gathering input from to form something more tangible. He later talked to American freestyle sport combat champion Steve Nasty Anderson and such. Lewis grasped the concept almost straight away and over the years took freestyle several steps further in his projection technical content and also its application. Its evolution eventually became something more crisp and stylish. Alfie founded develop what he titles the freestyle concept out of a need for technical smoothness, sharpness and effectiveness. The freestyle we know had moved a stage further because of this man's foresight and intervention. Freestyle karate is much more than a sport. 
This is in fact the whole philosophy. It is in fact an old philosophy of combat art that is within itself. Now because of more technical promotional sport, freestyle competition has become a fast moving, colourfully projected martial art with its stylish dress, talented individuals and characters and at last but not least its all style competitors. Nowadays there are many major com- competitive stepping stones that have helped to project freestyle martial arts into a let us say brighter light. The competition quality has moved on with the likes of the revamped FSK Tournament League, which is a great success and a credit to its re-founder, Mr. Roy Stano, from way back then, and also with our own martial arts freestyle National League, which then aided and projected some of the finest freestyle fighters in the world today. From the very first idea, sports combat freestyle karate developed from the USA, and it is said later spread to Great Britain. Boundaries that politically and technically once separate styles of combat were lifted to bring them all together in a unity of understanding. To a realization that all styles of martial arts have a parallel technical way to be experienced at first hand. Now, in this atmosphere, we can all learn from one another in this state of camaraderie. The freestyle ideal on this level has been long overdue. As a footnote, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the multi-talented and late Mr. Danny Connor for for back then his kind support and advice on this article. Danny encompassed a time of change of martial magic in the arts. He was there from the very start, pioneering both the first version of full contact karate in Great Britain and freestyle competition. The man is an oracle of martial arts knowledge and experience. And for this kind support, this piece, I thank him wholeheartedly. This insight I devote to you, the innovators, the developers, the freestyle fighters, the innovative kickboxers, the MMA warriors. You are the children of the revolution. Hey, how you doing? It's John Dawson with the CCA Martial Arts Podcast video and audio channel. And this we're going in with our second segment of those where our combat days. And we're going to do another ethical article for your edification from April 1995, the Martial Arts Illustrated. Um, it's an article I wrote called The Impetuity of Youth and the Wisdom of Age Learning from One's Reflections of the Past And I hope you like it An elderly martial arts instructor once gave me a piece of sound advice A philosophy I shall never forget Simply because of its clear-cut aptness as I remember Remember, It was one of those instances and we've all had them. When someone says something and we look at it and say, yes, that's good. It makes a lot of sense. Anyway, I can't exactly recollect why he said it or in fact when, but it went something like this in his wisdom. He stated, when you are a young man, the world is your oyster. You know most things. You be near it or experienced it all. But when you become an older man, you have time to reflect. And then, my friend, you realize you know even less. Now, from my own past experiences, I can personally say that this statement is true. And as my days turn into weeks, then months and years, I see in my mind's eye the younger anger, even futile hatred I felt towards others, the path that I could have easily taken and the harm and hurt I could have avoided inflicting upon others and myself. This was dispelled by pure logic, reality, love of life and live and let live attitude, brought about only by the age of 
let us say, maturity and experience, which was given to me by the study of the martial arts. There you are, my sister. There you are, the study of the martial arts. I see also these young children were once my students, fresh-faced, impressionable, eager individuals who appeared now to develop and grow in almost a blinking of an eye into logic, assertive, educated and mostly responsible adults and exceptional martial artists. And I thank my Lord for letting me be part of that, the, propaga the propagation, the creativity of such talents. Now the distance from being a child to an adult seems such a very long way, where ironically it appears that age can betray youth, in that when you become older, an adult, there is never enough time. Time to be with your parents, perhaps. You never get around to telling them that you love them, and when you do it's often too late. Life rushes you by, like Lewis Carroll's rabbit, who's always late, he's late for a very important date. When we become focused, we fill our lives with our obsession or our career. No time for anything or anyone. And in the pursuit of excellence, specifically in the martial arts, that is truly an amiable cause. Though real living, as far as I understand it, is having a cause to believe in. But you should love life and share your direction with others who also learn to understand, love, befriend and hear their fellow man and woman. If that, if that sounds a little righteous, I do apologise. But through the help, compassion, support of others, I found a cause, a reason to justify my existence. In my case, it is martial arts, which I continually try to understand to and try to perfect. It has given me many real friends, some false pals, even religious antagonists in some cases. But I know I have learned this much, my learned friends. Suppose you only ever do one thing good in your life. Out of ten options, five might say, well... That was a good thing to do. That shows he believes in what he does. Another two will say, I don't really like that person, but at least they're doing something positive with their life. And the last three will say, I wonder why they're doing this kind act. There must be something in it for them, or they wouldn't be doing it at all. You know, the other would say, I really hate that person, but that's life. Not everyone will hate you. Some will just put up with you. Some will humour you. But that's life. People are individuals and are not prone to always say the same, share the same views, no matter what you do or how you hate of them. They will still have their very own opinion. My advice, for what it's worth, is to befriend everyone and through your own judgement you'll eventually know who to trust. But never hate, never really hate anyone. Life is far too short. Another point that I've heard many older martial artists strong, strongly voice is that they wish they'd started martial arts much earlier, much younger. But in childhood, life boasts many sweet distractions, and really there's nothing wrong with that. We pond up as children from youth centres to scouts to girl guides to dancing, gymnastics, football. Stamp collecting, computers, etc., etc. Very few children can be totally directed towards a cause. As we grow older, hopefully, we'll find a resting place, a focal point, a reason for our existence, a cause to labour to. But how do we know that we've chosen? What? How do we know that what we have chosen is the right choice? Well. I think it just feels, well, natural, sometimes an unconscious choice, it just feels right. I personally don't wish I'd started learning martial arts when I was a kid. Never had the same, I never had the same attention span or believed in the teachings. I wasn't particularly interested in anything, physically, really. 
as a bit of a bookworm, a couch potato. I'm not too interested in school, if I'm fair, I'm going to be fair. It was much later that I realised myself, maybe I was a slow starter. My interest in education and directly in the martial arts, but this flourished much later as a young adult. Now in my late 50s, I feel I learn quicker, absorb more, understand more and reflect on the real meanings of the lessons taught to me when I was younger. They never seemed to make any real sense way back then. I filled my life with the school of martial learning. The further development of the mind, the body and the perseverance of the eternal spirit. Though the real support, interest, camaraderie and friendship it has given me. With the pursuit of any goal, please remember this. Care about people, learn to respect everyone, even those who you feel personally don't deserve respect. Always be humble, not looking for reg recognition, not let the ego blot or taint real satisfaction. And reliving is not just living for yourself, it is living and caring and being concerned for others also. I hope in some small option and opinion this has provoked some thoughts or a direction to wage your understanding and cause of the martial arts. I thank you for your time. John Dawson Hey, how you doing? It's John Dawson with the CCA and Martial Arts Podcast, the video and audio channel for your edification and fun and enjoyment. Got to um, read an article that I wrote. I think it was about May '95 in the Martial Arts Illustrated. As I wrote for the magazine for quite a number of years as a journalist. And this article is entitled, Do as I instruct, don't follow what I am. John Dawson looks at the self-development in the study of martial arts. Now, by example, we follow learned ones, the possessors of the knowledge and the skill or the wisdom. We bait on their every word, contemplating this wisdom in all they say. Our expectations can sometimes override our logic. For instance, our instructor might tell us they need to go to the bathroom, and strangely, we look deep within that statement for something meaningful. It's not this plain and simple fact that the wise one just wanted to relieve them, him or herself. Remember, these are virtual icons. There must be something underlying in what they say. Sounds silly, doesn't it? But the irony, the irony is, it happens. Now the example was a little stupid and extreme, but I'm sure you understand my point. In learning first hand from another individual or human, it appears more often than not, we can become caught up in there, in brackets, aura of greatness, waiting for something profound, some information or something sublime to be said to us. Logically or illogically, isn't it strange the power, the real power, that one individual person can have over the thoughts or the acts or the wills of others? Hitler, Gandhi, Charles Manson are evidence and examples of this. They preach, we avidly listen. The tone in their voice beckons us closer. Come here, listen to me, you know it makes sense by experience sense sometimes it does not make because we are enveloped in the atmosphere we forget to reason draw upon logic and forget about the human factor someone once wrote to air is human how profound people are individual being human we are prone to make mistakes if we are logical, we can learn from such mistakes and such things. The lesson isn't too extreme. We are all far from perfect. We all have faults. I suppose that's what makes us vulnerable. 
trying to live our lives to that of another's philosophy or wisdom is not always a good idea. For one, we are not that person. We are all different, ready to make single choices, have single thoughts. We are not zombies, robots, and, nor should we be, anyone's puppet. In learning, drawing from the martial arts, in life, we must succeed only with a rational, a rational mind directed to a sensible cause. We all, at one time or another, we had heroes, heroines, and that can be a good thing. But we can follow their direction religiously, even want to be as them or like them. We say, ooh, wouldn't it be great to like, be like them? Not a very logical statement. We realise we can't simply, because we are not like them. How can one human being be as complete as another? It cannot be done. We are our own invention. We are our own originals. Look at the martial arts, my friends. If you really look, really observe, you will see karate, taekwondo, gung fu, or whatever. In one style, three instructors may originate from the same beginnings, even practice the same system, but they understand it differently. This is down to individual belief, ethic, moral and physical and technical difference. Although they all practice the same style, they will develop its essence differently simply because of their own individuality. Though they may all call that style by the same name, in learning from another source we must collate all that is taught within that individual instructor's spectrum but we should not try to be as the instructor. If they have good qualities to learn from, then endeavour to learn from them, but never try to be as them. In learning, in self-development, be as yourself. Making gods out of mortals is a sure cause for disaster. Not only is it not logical, but being human, no one can ever really live up to another's expectations, nor should they try to. So, in this aspect, disappointment is a surefire epilogue. To care about life is a good quality. It can give us cause and direction. A life that is filled with a vibrant love of life and a gift to want to learn to give us meaning. Greed will only drive us to more greed. Until we want more than we can ever really possess. Too much self-esteem can propagate ego which prevents logic, blunting the real tools needed to succeed, to progress, to draw from rational, logical, is the path forwards. But to expect more than one human be being is or can be is unfair. To tr flower, to truly flower, we must comprehend, we must learn, to imitate, is not enough. We must learn to learn for ourselves, our reasons for wanting, our wanting to be what our art really desires. Though others may place themselves on a higher plateau, no one human being is higher or lower than another. In greatness, in the possession of riches, in the possession of knowledge, the owning of such things can be superficial, pretentious. Greatness is given by title to others, by others who believe they themselves are destined for such heights. This can never be fully attained by that of martial kind. If money brings about superiority over another, then try to see this aspect. We are born, we die. In between, we live. The riches we possess cannot prolong this mortal coil, and in demise, a rich man can be buried beside that of a pauper or a good person beside that of an evil one. There is no choice. In the end, money can provide a greater lifestyle, not appreciation of life itself. Knowledge is only at its purest when it can be understood, then passed on to be learned by other generations, by and from example. Take it. To keep it is wrong, 
to better a greater understanding we must enlighten inform others so that real progress is seen to be made we must never stand in judgment of another's character we must try to learn from it and from them we must learn from a source we must comprehend but deduce our own reasoning try to be of the art not be as the instructor that it projects after all their reasons may not correspond to yours they may be different or even wrong learn their art to recreate your own version your own science do as they instruct be patient but do not try to be as they are one cannot mirror another in image or manner not ever my fellow martial artists i leave you with this thought so that now you may ponder yet deduce your own reasoning your own individual reason your own individual essence thank you hey how you doing it's john dawson with the cca and martial arts podcast the video and audio channel for your edification and fun and enjoyment go to um read an article that i wrote i think it was about may 95 in the martial arts illustrated as i wrote for the magazine for quite a number of years as a journalist and this article is entitled do as i instruct don't follow what i am john dawson looks at the self-development in the study of martial arts now by example we follow learned ones the possessors of the knowledge and the skill or the wisdom we bait on their every word contemplating this wisdom in all they say our expectations can sometimes override our logic for instance our instructor might tell us they need to go to the bathroom and strangely we look deep within that statement for something meaningful it's not this plain and simple fact that the wise one just wanted to relieve them him or herself remember these are virtual icons there must be something underlying in what they say sounds silly doesn't it but the irony, the irony is, it happens. Now the example was a little stupid and extreme, but I'm sure you understand my point. In learning firsthand from another individual or human, it appears more often than not, we can become caught up in there, in brackets, aura of greatness, waiting for something profound, some information or something sublime to be said to us. Logically or illogically, isn't it strange the power, the real power, that one individual person can have over the thoughts or the acts or the wills of others? Hitler, Gandhi, Charles Manson are evidence and examples of this. They preach, we avidly listen. The tone in their voice beckons us closer. Come here, listen to me, you know it makes sense. But by experience, sense, sometimes it does not make. Because we are enveloped in the atmosphere, we forget to reason, draw upon logic, and forget about the human factor. Someone once wrote, To air is human, how profound. People are individual. Being human, we are prone to make mistakes. If we are logical, we can learn from such mistakes and such things. The lesson isn't too extreme. We are all far from perfect. We all have faults. I suppose that what makes us vulnerable, trying to live our lives to that of another's philosophy or wisdom is not always a good idea. For one, we are not that person. We are all different ready to make single choices, have single thoughts. We are not zombies, robots, and nor should we be anyone's puppet. In learning, drawing from the martial arts, in life, we must succeed only with a rationale 
our rational mind directed to a sensible cause. We all at one time or another, we had heroes, heroines, and that can be a good thing. But we can follow their direction religiously, even want to be as them or like them. We say, oh, wouldn't it be great to like, be like them? Not a very logical statement. We realise we can't simply, because we are not like them. How can one human being be as complete as another? It cannot be done. We are our own invention. We are our own originals. Look at the martial arts, my friends. If you really look, really observe, you will see karate, taekwondo, kung fu, or whatever. In one style, three instructors may originate from the same beginnings, even practice the same system, but they understand it differently. This is down to individual belief, ethic, moral, and physical and technical difference. Although they all practice the same style, they will develop its essence differently, simply because of their own individuality. Though they may all call that style by the same name, in learning from another source we must collate all that is taught within that individual instructor's spectrum. But we should not try to be as the instructor. If they have good qualities to learn from, then endeavour to learn from them, but never try to be as them. In learning, in self-development, be as yourself. Making gods out of mortals is a sure cause for disaster. Not only is it not logical, but being human, no one can ever really live up to another's expectations, nor should they try to. So, in this aspect, disappointment is a surefire epilogue. To care about life is a good quality. It can give us cause and direction. A life that is filled with a vibrant love of life and a gift to want to learn to give us meaning. Greed will only drive us to more greed. Until we want more than we can ever pos really possess. Too much self-esteem can propagate ego, which prevents logic, blunting the real tools needed to succeed, to progress, to draw from rational, logical, is the path forwards. But to expect more than one human be being is or can be is unfair. To tr flower, to truly flower, we must comprehend, we must learn. To imitate is not enough, we must learn to learn for ourselves our reasons for wanting, our wanting to be what our art really desires, though others may place themselves on a higher plateau. No one human being is higher or lower than another. In greatness, in the possession of riches, in the possession of knowledge, the owning of such things can be superficial, pretentious. Greatness is given by title to others, by others who believe they themselves are destined for such heights. This can never be fully attained by that of martial kind. If money brings about superiority over another, then try to see this aspect. We are born, we die. In between, we live. The riches we possess cannot prolong this mortal coil, and in demise, a rich man can be buried beside that of a pauper, or a good person beside that of an evil one. There is no choice. In the end, money can provide a greater lifestyle, not appreciation of life itself. Knowledge is only at its purest when it can be understood, then passed on to be learned by other generations. By and from example, take it. To keep it is wrong, to better a greater understanding, we must enlighten, inform others, so that real progress is seen to be made. We must never stand in judgment of another's character. We must try to learn from it and from them. We must learn from a source we must comprehend, but deduce our own reasoning. Try to be of the art, not be as the instructor.
that it projects. After all, their reasons may not correspond to yours. They may be different or even wrong. Learn their art to recreate your own version, your own science. Do as they instruct. Be patient, but do not try to be as they are. One cannot mirror another in image or manner, not ever. My fellow martial artists, I leave you with this thought, so that now you may ponder yet, deduce your own reasoning, your own individual reason, your own individual essence. Thank you. Hey, how are you doing? It's John Dawson and the CCA Martial Arts video and audio channel. Just want to um, read you an article about the history of sport combat. In an article I wrote in about, let me see, 1992, called Children of the Revolution by John Dawson. A cry for freedom of expression, choice and technical evolution rang out within the disciplines of the founded fighting arts. Transcending from the very bowels of traditional combat ethics, this was a time of rebellion, one which did in fact conclude in a ring of change. Here was a new way of thinking, an actual new wave, a split in technical opinion, thought and philosophy within the arts themselves. Now the voice of the new logic dared to oppose and question the sacred grain of the old teaching or old ways. The roots of each combat system were being analysed in such a way not attempted before. This new breed of martial scholar, though, was regarded in the beginning as a little more than oddball anarchists, charlatans, because of their attitudes towards free development and their particular scrutiny of classical combat art forms. As times passed, as more things do, logic diverted and swayed opinion, and for the first time it appeared true creativity in the martial arts as a science was beginning to move in a forwards path. Many of the early originators and masters of the newly founded systems appeared to have come from traditional fighting systems. Thereupon, the only sources they had to draw from were those of their own cultural heritage. Most of them faced with frustration and certain restriction made a break to seek new ideas and development. It is indeed possible to succeed and progress if one has the character, incentive, belief and bravado to attempt a new and different way. And so it was that many individual pioneers of the combat or sport combat arts evolved. Development and creativity, however, were not restricted to the formulation of martial styles alone. No. Time moved on and free expression, expression appeared in the field of combat application. A new extension emerged entitled Sport Martial Arts or Sport Combat. It became a means to an end. Here was a training ground, a method of testing martial arts forms, their applications and of course their practicabilities of putting one another in a simulation of real combat. Later, many different rules and regulations were introduced into the various combat styles, though once again, a classical mess caused a great dilemma. Each style of martial art has its own distinct method of sport combat, used to hone its relative specific kill skills. And though this confusion, each system believed itself to be the best for progression of a particular ability. Many of the systems became exceptional in standard. There was still a problem that was unsolved. As in the technical evolution of martial arts early development 
individuals were restricted to traditional schools of training, with little room for freedom of expression. Once again, they were limited to the type of sport combat they could compete in to develop themselves within their formats or their systems of martial art. There was in fact no middle ground, no system of sport allowing for another martial arts style to test themselves against one another in this environment. Conclusively, karate, kung fu and taekwondo tournaments existed for each other to, for each other to compete against their own kind. There was no structure in which they could all compete against each other to one standard set of rules. There were many attempts to develop the ultimate sport combat system. Unfortunately, few succeeded. Early trials at all style and open style tournaments resulted in minor successes, though nothing was really ever formulated or resolved. Political boundaries, disagreements on scoring techniques and grumbles at rulings appeared to shower the initial success. Around this time, the genesis of full contact karate came about, and it was in fact a distinct medium for one style to test its skills to another. In my opinion, at that time, our own translation of full contact karate came from America, as did the impression of the early open style competition, though this left something to be desired. Not everyone wanted to compete under full contact rules, some wanted to fight, stop, start, point ruling, and others wanted to a continuous type semi-contact system. Full contact karate also appeared to mar some of the major fighting styles' technical worth. Similarly, many top fighting martial artists experimented with different types of scoring systems and different rulings. There were clicker variations and the traditional karate rules scoring adapted to early open tournaments. Its results, though reasonable, did not show a solution. Now in the mid-80s, a system of all-style tournaments entitled Freestyle Sports Karate was introduced, which for the first time included in its organisation an amalgamation of eds from various styles. The aim was to project the event through top associations around the country to form a so-called Freestyle Sport Combat League. They all met and they actually agreed on what was to be one of the very first scoring systems of freestyle martial arts to be fruitful technically for all styles involved. The freestyle sport karate arose in its glory to become a trendsetter and received rave reviews with magazine backing and particular events and individual fighting championships. Was the world to be their oyster? Hmm. The FSK brought to the forefront some of talented martial artists from Chinese, Korean and Japanese discipline. Then, unexpectedly, it took a dive as quickly as it had risen. Individuality and political argument reared their ugly heads once again. In the meantime, the WACO, the World All-Styles Kickboxing Organization, had been very instrumental in its creation of an all-style, in its development of an all-style talent. It also went through political changes and passed from its then leader Bruckner to Falsoni, at that point losing some fine kung fu talent that helped to develop the freestyle technique we have today. The WACO system of combat initially had three modes to its national and international sports fighting system. The first was of course full contact kickboxing, the second semi-continuous with opponents fighting in semi contact continuous rulings and finally the points mode that was a close variation of the freestyle scoring system. The WACO organization helped pioneer this style of combat and have had great success with it even, even to this day. The freestyle karate ideal went through a metamorphosis to, each, to reach its eventual goal. As I have stated many people tried to pull the reins of, on this particular sport concept but few did it real justice. That is until the dawn of the World Waco champion Alfie Lewis. Alfie observed the American freestyle movement 
gathering input from to form something more tangible. He later talked to American freestyle sport combat champion Steve Nasty Anderson and such. Lewis grasped the concept almost straight away and over the years took freestyle several steps further in his projection, technical content and also its application. Its evolution eventually became something more crisp and stylish. Alfie founded Develop what he titles the freestyle concept out of a need for technical smoothness, sharpness and effectiveness. The freestyle we know had moved a stage further because of this man's foresight and intervention. Freestyle karate is much more than a sport. It is in fact a whole philosophy. It is in fact an old philosophy of combat art that is within itself. Now because of more technical promotional sport, freestyle competition has become a fast-moving, colourfully projected martial art with its stylish dress, talented individuals and characters and at last but not least its all-style competitors. Nowadays there are many major com competitive stepping stones that have helped to project freestyle martial arts into a, let us say, brighter light. The competition quality has moved on with the likes of the revamped FSK Tournament League, which is a great success and a credit to its re-founder, Mr. Roy Steno, from way back then, and also with our own martial arts freestyle National League, which then aided and projected some of the finest freestyle fighters in the world today. From the very first idea, sports combat freestyle karate developed from the USA and, it is said, later spread to Great Britain. Boundaries that politically and technically once separate the styles of combat were lifted to bring them all together in a unity of understanding to a realisation that all styles of martial arts have a parallel technical worth to be experienced at first hand. Now in this atmosphere we can all learn from one another in this state of camaraderie. The freestyle ideal on this level has been long overdue. As a footnote, I would like to take this opportunity to thank the multi-talented and late Mr. Danny Connor for, his, for back then his kind support and advice on this article. Danny encompassed the time of change of martial magic in the arts. He was there from the very start, pioneering both the first version of full contact karate in Great Britain and freestyle competition. The man is an oracle of martial arts knowledge and experience. And for this kind of support, this piece, I thank him all heartedly. This insight I devote to you, the innovators, the developers, the freestyle fighters, the innovative kickboxers, the MMA warriors. You are the children of the revolution.